to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth here in exquisite Hotel Candelaria, stove crew number three, numero tres. I'm going to have them introduce themselves, starting with the birthday girl, <laughs> their crew leader, Christina. Hi, I'm Christina Nice, and I'm from San Jose, California. Uh, I'm Jackson Coleman, and I'm from Washington, Illinois. I'm Julie Kaiser, and I'm from Washington, Illinois. I'm Fabio Dibin from Sunnyvale, California. I'm Natalia Dibin, and I'm from Sunnyvale, California. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast booth. We have one veteran and a bunch of newbies. I love it when we have newbies because I've been here a long time, Natalia. I have listened and seen everything I think there is to see and hear about Guatemala, but then when I talk to people like you for the first time, I get to see things in a different way. I get to hear stories that I never would have heard because I'm not hanging out with you guys all day long. So, um, so tell me, what did you do today? Um, I made stoves, and um, I went to the VBS, and I did crafts with um, Guatemalan kids who need help. Like when they don't, they're really poor. Yeah. And they need help. Now, Natalia, do you speak a little Spanish? A bit, and I'll speak Portuguese and English. Yeah. So, were you talking to some of the kids at VBS then? Kind of, like a few words. <laughs> a few words. Tell me what the VBS experience was like for you today. Good. Have you ever done a VBS like that? No. No. What were some of the highlights for you? What are some of the things that you remember? Well, um, I remember doing, like, helping the children with the crafts and, like, passing out the things and, um, like, um, making it with them and... They were just following me in the steps. What well, what was the funnest part? What was the most fun today at VBS? Um, making a craft. What was the craft about? It was about gossiping. It was like some owls. They were just like made owls. Yeah, they were talking about uh, yeah. the Bible verses, talking about about uh, gossip, right? You know, birds are constantly talking to each other and chattering and uh, that that the words that come out of our mouth are really important. They should be good words, not bad words, right? Uh, so, Fabi, this is your first time. My first time. As well. And you speak fluent Spanish and Portuguese yes. and English. Um, this culture is, I assume, different from other cultures you've been in. How would you describe it to someone who is from the States, for example? Well, it's very friendly people, wonderful culture. It's I feel safe all the time, hmm. and uh, they need love. They always ask for attention. They want to love. I love to hug. I love kisses too. That's part of my culture too. So I feel very happy to be here, and I do recommend to come to that to Guatemala because we are coming next year. <laughs> <laughs> are you? <laughs> we are coming back next year, right, Natalia? <laughs> That's fantastic. I, you know, Natalia, how old are you? Nine. Nine. So I talk to a lot of parents who are interested in coming, but they 
tell me I could never bring my child. They're too young, and they're older than Natalia. You've been here for a few days. You said that it feels really safe. What would you say to parents who are nervous about the safety? This is a, a developing country, and parts of it are obviously very dangerous. How would you, um, well, what would you say to parents who are concerned about safety? I would be in a group, because I think it's worth it. I think it's, no, it's nothing in danger. You guys are very organized. I feel safe being with everybody. I feel safe with the culture. And uh, I think it's a wonderful experience with every single parent. Just think about it. Mm. And I'm very, very happy to be here. And uh, it's a huge add in our lives. For, you G- know, yeah, yeah. For the rest of our lives, I think. We're always going to remember Guatemala for mm. the first time. Mm. Julie, you came here 10 years ago, is that right? I think. 10 or 11 years ago, and I remember one of the things that you said when you were here is, I want to share this with my kids. Like, I I really want to bring my kids here. And then another year went by, and another year went by, and, and we all get busy, and things happen, And but now you're here right. with your kid, who's right. huge. By the way, I haven't seen Jackson in so long, <laughs> yeah. and uh, now he's almost as tall as I am. Um Tell me about that process for you, you know, that desire to bring uh, one of your children here and how that came about that Jackson was able to come with you. Um, I think he told me that he wanted to come. Hmm. And I think think that we wouldn't have come if he didn't tell me that he wanted to come. Ah. Because, I mean, of course I asked him. You had asked me if we were ready to come back, but, but I think... If he hadn't told me he wanted to come, we wouldn't have. I, in, for me, with boys, it's a little bit different because for him to get something out of it, I think he had to have a desire to come here. My other children are two years younger and two years younger, and I hope that they want to come at some point, but I, I do believe that he needed to want to come. Um, if I brought my 14-year-old and my 12-year-old right now, would they get as much out of it as he is? Mm, maybe, but um, I think he's he's at the point in his life where this is really gonna make a difference for him. So I'm glad that I'm glad that we're here. Um, I'm getting to know him on a level that I mean I know him really well, of course, because I've been with him for 16 years. But <laughs> um, but I'm getting to know him on a level. <laughs> Without the without the distraction of phones, etc., right? Mm. That we have in the U.S., um, I'm getting to know him on a different <laughs> on a different level, <laughs> which is great. I mean, I I will encourage his dad to take a trip with him alone somewhere where he can be a little disconnected and really get to know him. He's a he's a very very special special kid, and he he has already made a difference in some of these kids' lives. I mean, today he got some special attention from some girls. They came up and said, can we take a photo? Or we thought they said, can you take a photo? He was like, sure. Like he thought they wanted him to take their photo. Mm. And soon they were standing next to him. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I should move away. (laughs) They don't want my photo. (laughs) They want his photo. I'm sure he's like the American... He is the American guy, right? He's blonde hair, blue eyes. He's the American gringo or whatever you would call that. So they wanted, they wanted his picture, and and he took their picture with them. So that was that's an interesting angle that I wouldn't have thought of. But he's already getting some stuff out of this that 
that I wouldn't have thought that he would get out of it. So, Jackson, why did you want to come? Number one, and number two, you, you'd heard about this from your mom, and you'd seen pictures. Of, what's similar to what she shared with you, and, and what surprised you? What's different? Well, I wanted to come here because I really like helping people and making people like feel loved and stuff. And also because I wanted to like better my connect my personal connection with God um, and like be closer with him. And then my mom, I can't really remember what she would tell me about it, but um, what surprised me was that the rooms, like their kitchens, it's like their whole house and stuff. So I'm just and compared to the US's like, houses and stuff um our kitchen is like their whole room and their kitchen is like our bathroom or something like that really small mm -hmm. yeah really small how, how would you describe other than the size how would you describe the the homes that you've been in or the rooms that you've been in that uh make up their homes um well Yesterday, when we were working on our one stove, I was kind of like leaning on this tree post, and I would like look up, and it'd be like holding up the whole roof. So I knew that if I like pushed a little bit, like the whole roof would come down. So I decided to scoot away from that and not lean on it so much. And then most of their roofs are like tied to the side with twine and stuff or a shoelace. Right. And they. The, uh, the house today had like didn't really have much of like their sidings and stuff it wasn't high enough to reach the roof so we had to have like a curtain to cover part of that opening so I figured uh, if it rained if it rained his whole house would get wet and stuff his whole kitchen and then the second house we were at his was they don't really have doors there, and they just had a ton of curtains to like keep privacy in some of the rooms, and that would be hard to do because I don't know. I don't really know what I'm thinking here. <laughs> no privacy. <laughs> yeah, very, no privacy. Di very different. Mm -hmm. I mean, very different. How do you think your friends back home uh, would be able to live in these environments? Mm hmm. I don't think they could do it. Well, yeah, they couldn't do it because one of my friends, um, he's like crazy and stuff. Not like crazy, crazy, but like <laughs> wild and um, he's so fun. But I feel like he would get too bored without like the TV and the phones and stuff that he would actually go crazy. He's so plugged in, right? He's like so connected to, yeah. And there, there is some connection here. You know, it's, it's odd. I don't know if you've seen some of the moms walking around with a cell phone, and some people think, well, how come they can't feed their kids if they have a cell phone? But, but uh, did you think that in time? Yeah. So the thing is that the cell phones here are really cheap. Like they're super expensive, and just because you have a phone doesn't mean you can make a phone call. Because you actually have to put money on the phone to make a call. So a lot of people will have a cell phone 
And the way that cell phones work here is it costs you if if you if you call from your phone, like if you called your mom on your phone, then it would cost you money. But if your mom called you, it's free. So a lot of people will have a cell phone for months and months. They'll never make a phone call. They'll just wait for someone to call them, and then they can talk, you know, for free and until they get some more money. They can put you know, money on their phone. A cell phone here costs about sixteen U.S. dollars, one six. Now it's not an iPhone, but it is a phone, and so it's very inexpensive. Most people do have a phone, but they might not be able to make a phone call with it. Yeah. So, um, so Christina. Happy birthday. Thank you. This is your birthday. How many birthdays have you had here in Guatemala? Um, something like, I don't know, maybe 12. I've been here 13 years, but the first few years we may have come a little bit later in the summer. But I remember some like young, young birthdays I had here, yeah. too. So what do you say to people who say, how can you spend your birthday working out and, you know, dusty, dirty making these stoves and VBS you're getting all dirty and sweaty and uh, playing games and well you're taking a lot of photos uh, today but uh, you know it's it's work I mean there's, there's a lot of work how, how would you or do you respond to that to your friends um I mean I've done it for so long um I also think that we, our family in particular, doesn't necessarily put a huge emphasis on a birthday. Um, I think that maybe plays into it a little. So, and I don't know, I'm always, you know, I'm happy to be here. If it was stay home and have a birthday party or come to Guatemala, it would always be come to Guatemala. Um, it's just so worthwhile to me. Um, and I love being here. And I love being with these people. And, you know, I feel just as celebrated here as I would at home probably mm. more. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of really, really great birthdays here. Um, yeah, and I don't know, it's, that is the entire essence of what we're doing here. It's just a little bit of sacrifice to help someone else, and, you know, it's just a little bit of time, and, um, yeah, if, it, if the tables were turned and I was them, I'd hope that, you know, that there would be someone who came and helped me. So. How blessed are you guys to have this as a career leader, huh? Wonderful. Christina? Yes. We had a tough day. We had yes. some tough stoves to put together, but we did it. Yes. Everyone had patience, and I was so thankful for that. So, so tell me what was tough. What, what, what was tough today, about today? Hmm. Anyone else want to the height of the ceiling to connect to the... Yeah. The end of the project, you know, was very high. Super tall mm -hmm. ceiling, yeah. which and is thank rare. Thank you, Jackson, and, and the, and the yes. body, you know, because they're very tall. Height works. <laughs> so we spent all at least an hour today just leveling a dirt floor. Wow. Yes. This it's dirt was fun. packed, and we took, thankfully, the man of the house was there, and he gave us every tool he had. So we had mm -hmm. hammers, and we had palas, and we had shovels, and... We just chopped the whole thing up. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, the room was dark, dark, dark. There was no light. And so we're Very breaking short. up ground, and we don't Very know how, short. you know, we don't know how level it is. And these blocks we're working with aren't perfect, and so they're wobbling. And you're just every single one. You get one down, and you're like, I think it's good. And you put your hand on it, and you're like, ah, nope, it's still rocking. 
So. So be, so for those who don't know how this works, there's 12 concrete blocks that just it kind of goes together like a puzzle, right? You lay them a certain way, and then they're really stable, and then you can put these prefabricated concrete pieces together, which may, forms the stove. And so, but the first thing you have to do is make sure it's level because you have about 400 pounds of weight that are sitting on those concrete blocks. So if they're off, I mean, someone could really get hurt. Ch children could, you know, get crushed. I mean, if this thing tipped over on them. So it's really important. But typically, it's not that hard. I mean, typically, the floor is fairly level. And so you had a perfect story. You had a super high ceiling and uh, a floor that was really hard. Oh, two different houses. They were two different houses. Two different houses. Mm -hmm. okay. So we had the, yeah. the floor issue at the first one, but a really short hole to cut. We did it standing. Um, and then the second house is where we had a concrete floor, which we still had to level a little bit because, you know, here they... Because of the blocks. They pour concrete by hand, and it's a little yeah. rocky, and so you still have to level it a little bit. And then we have the very high ceiling on that one. And cutting, when we say cutting the hole, it's cutting the hole to put the gym, the chimney in, right? Mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. seal that so the smoke goes yeah. outside of the outside and of the house. And then it started raining. It did, just as we were about to put the hole up. We are like, <laughs> we gotta go. Now, so we were like, we need to get on the roof to put the, like to put the hat on. <laughs> oh, it only rained for 10 seconds. <laughs> just so. It was enough to panic you. Yeah, it was the perfect, it was the perfect time. We were like, okay, here we go. We had different, we had the different stove pipe like sizes so we had the small one and the large one and had to make that work and yeah that's a new one i, yeah. I don't ever remember that happening the yeah. snowman was too big oh we did the have first that house, the first house right snowman the plancha <laughs> that's what she called well she told him how to put, the, how to put it in the the what do you call it stove top the stove yeah. top. top how to put it in like a snowman so the big the, the, the big burner, burner oh the three the burners yeah. I get it so the fat burners the, the bottom of the snowman middle burner top burner is really tiny yes oh my gosh yeah. that's hilarious you came up with remember. that Christina yeah. I don't know if I came up with it but we've been using it for a while that's it hilarious I've never yeah. heard that before it's able to memorize the way you do it because from now on we know exactly the way you should put it because people assume that you would put the smaller burners in front but the fire is actually larger in front so you'd rather have a larger pot up there right. and the smaller ones on the back so, so we didn't make we didn't make hot dogs with anybody today we did not have time no, because but we didn't have time we got to it was two old older men right and um they were very very in need we were in buena vista mm -hmm. so we were kind of up on these hills and um we just got to be with them they were very very sweet and very thankful. Yeah, patient and helped us, and it was great. Mm. Yeah. I'm very thankful. Sounds like you had to improvise. Yeah. Like a bunch of missionaries. The missionaries that you <laughs> are. I called them all missionaries on the first day. Did you freak out when I called you a missionary in Italian? No. 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 That's exactly what you expected. <laughs> Natalia, how did you get here? How did you convince your mom to come here? Um, well, um, so, um, so, um, at school I usually watch slideshows of, um, Mr. Nice and Miss Nice. They usually show us slideshows of Guatemala, and then I just, like, I really wanted to come, so then I asked my mom, and she told me I could, so then we just came. Was that, was that, <laughs> wow. Mom, is that right? Like, she just said, hey, can we go? And you said, okay, we'll come. <laughs> No. Yes. Shaking her head no. no. 
<laughs> that was kind of my dream come true too. I always want to do that. Always, always want to do that. Always want to go to the country and be and be able to be help the people in the country. I always thought about India, I thought about Africa, mm-hmm. some different places. When the come, when you know, when the Guatemala come up, you know, I said that's where we're gonna go. My wow. dream is gonna go true. Wow. And honest, we just came from vacation, and for me, this is the best vacation ever. Really? Not not vacation, but that you know, go away, not have to work and be with her, and the kind of job we're doing here, this be amazing, amazing experience. Praise God. Yes. And you've been able to use your language skills here. That I love it. Probably wouldn't be able to in Africa or other places. Exactly, and I love Spanish, and uh, I don't know. I have a, such a high connection with the helping people, like Jackson was mentioning. You know, I feel like I need to help people. So, I mean, hoping for a full week. So I'm so happy that, you know, more hours, not like a few minutes, you know, we help them every single second. You know, build the stove, talk to them, hug them, you know, everything. Pray with them. Pray with them. It's wonderful. The energy, you can feel the good energy. Like today we see all the kids, Natalia was so happy to be around them. One little girl was following her, remember? And she was hugging her, playing with her, said, I don't understand, but, you know, She's so cute. <laughs> she tried to use her language back to her badge, right? The translation. Oh, yeah, we have some yeah, Spanish yeah. phrases on That's the back. That's very of good, our, yes, for people who don't speak any. Yeah. So you tried to use some of those with her? Yeah. Yeah, she can understand. Right, Natalia? Yeah, it's been a wonderful experience, yeah. We're so yeah. glad that you came. And I'm so glad that you asked your mom. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, well, both of you. I mean, there's there's a lot of parents that come because their kids have requested it mm-hmm. and have been able to share this experience together with their family, which is what we try to do. We try, you know, Christine's mm-hmm. come with her family for years and years, and mm-hmm. now you have this connection and you'll be able to share these memories. Sometimes people come alone and they go back, and it's, it's really hard to describe, like, what happened. Julie's nodding her head. She's did this before um it's it's difficult if you don't have you know someone to share that with so um i'm really glad that you could all come together with your families i know that many of you um maybe all of you have had people who made it possible for you to come who maybe helped you financially with fundraising or maybe they gave you some donations or maybe they prayed for you and i was just wondering if you had any words for any of those people who might be listening to this podcast. Any final thoughts for your supporters or friends, family who might be listening? Yeah, I want to say thank you very much for all my friends. Can I send a huge uh, email about, uh, well, a long time ago, and now to finalize the trip, you know? And I send a like, email for about 35 friends. And it was almost every day I have a bag of clothes in my house or give me money to buy new clothes. And uh, I really want to say thank you to you. And... Uh, Mentioned about the donation, you know, a couple of years ago, I made my the, my son's birthday party, only donations from Guatemala. Because I was waiting to her get a little bit older to come to Guatemala. I always thought about Guatemala. Really? <laughs> yes. So we made, like, invitation. The captain, Marcelo Deep, was going to Guatemala. Please help him to pack his bag. So we had hmm. a birthday party, and everybody brought, like, clothes. And I donate. But that was years ago. But now this time, people donated. We brought the clothes. So we're very happy, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I always thought about this trip. So I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Praise 
Praise God. It's been very worth worth it every single second. And if you connect to the dog, you know, you know, with the with the God, like he was saying, you know, it's something like you're doing like every day, every second. It's something like it's a huge connection. So, just want to say thank you for all my friends who helped. Natalia, anyone you'd like to thank back home? My dad. Your dad? Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. Well, because he, like, um, he helps us, like, um, he's the one who paid for this trip. Mm-hmm. And for all the things. Um, so I just want to thank him for that. Very generous to pay for the trip. That's really, just have a great dad. <laughs> She's smiling, Dad. <laughs> Anyone else? Final thoughts? Friends? Supporters? Yeah, I would also say thank you very much, and I hope that people realize... I, I don't remember until I get here how much difference those donations make. Um, this morning when we arrived over to the center to see the line of people lined up to get you know their outfit and their shoes so everybody gets um to pick out this way i understand everybody gets to pick out an outfit right with shoes um underwear new underwear new underwear and socks and shoes go to everybody to go to everybody so all the flip-flops that we brought here um that everybody donated and dropped off at the house and stuff you know everybody we got to see that happen today um, we weren't there during the day when they were having their um, donations, but we when we pulled up, there was a line. And I expect there'll be a line tomorrow yep. and the next day and the next day. And so I just want everybody to realize that that really happens. It's not like that's a mystery. You know, it's not like that that stuff, we just take it and put it in our closets and wear it later. I mean, that really, <laughs> we brought it here and we took it and it gets sorted by lovely ladies here and it gets, it's it's like a store for them and they yeah. look forward to it. These families, I'm sure, they look forward to it and it gets gets handed out and it's just a great it's a great service to these families. So that's beyond the, all the money that people donated for us to come here. That part of it is just so awesome to see. And I always forget when I sign up for what I want to do, some year I'm going to do the donations. Because mm. I always forget that that's such mm. a fun... I mean, it's hard work for the ladies mm-hmm. who sign up to do that. Um, but it's just such a joy to see people just... I mean, they are lined up like it's a... Like it's going to be, you know, it's that shopping thing that we line up for, you know, that special yeah. that we line up for or whatever. Back in the United States, this is what they're looking forward to, to get that outfit or get that pair of shoes that they've wanted or whatever. So, and you're gonna, great. you're going to notice uh, later in the week during VBS, they will be wearing those clothes. Right, exactly. And not, not like, okay, so you know how somebody gives you a gift and then, you know, you don't use it until they come over to visit and you put it out. You know? <laughs> right. It's not like that. It's right. like, it's like they excited are really, the right really excited, so proud to have them. Right. And, uh, and in many cases, they need them. Right. Uh, we just had a podcast with the donations crew and they were saying, you know, this girl came in with the, these Crocs that were, like five years old and two sizes too small, right. you know, and, and, you know, 
they leave those in the donation room. They walk out with their new shoes. They don't, right. they don't need those anymore. So Yeah, they fit them to that stuff when they're in there. And I think I did work a little bit with them one time, mm. one of the two years that I was here before. But it's just, it's really, I mean, it's real. People sometimes think when they donate to things, I think that it doesn't go to... 100% to a cause, and this stuff does. I mean, some of it funded mm -hmm. our trip, but these donations and all that stuff really goes to these people that need it. And that's yes. just, that's, I'm so thankful that when people donated, you know, the toy, the hot, the matchbox cars, yeah. the toys, all that stuff, it really goes for what we're doing here. And that's really what I'm so thankful for that people did. Amen. Yeah. Jackson, any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, I would just like to thank um, all my friends and family that helped make this amazing experience for me a possibility. Because without them donating all those flip-flops and clothes, I wouldn't be able to go on this. And money. I wouldn't be able to have this amazing experience. Amen. Got me? Um, yeah, special thanks to my family and church this year because I am a college student in Seattle and I'm getting, in, I am now an upperclassman, which means a lot of my life is looking forward into what I need to be doing for my future career. And towards the end of the spring season, I was looking into being in Seattle for the summer and working, um... And I had to wait on hearing back from some jobs and literally until the last minute. <laughs> and I felt terrible. I didn't think that um, I should even come to Guatemala because it was just too late. And it happened anyways. And, yeah. And so thankful that that was a possibility and that everything got taken care of so quickly. And that my parents uh, just do that for me. So I really appreciate it. And we really appreciate it. We were so nervous. I got this short text uh, from Stuart, her dad. Christina's out. This was like, well, four weeks before the mission or something. We're like, no! She's an outstanding crew leader for two weeks. We had her, you know, all scheduled and stuff. We're like, oh, no, no Christina. Ah. And then, I don't know, a couple weeks later, Christina's in. We're like, yes, thank you. There's a God who answers prayers. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, we're grateful too. And we're grateful for every one of you and all of those who are listening, who sent donations, who sent uh, these team members sitting around this table. We could not do this without them. We would not want to do this without them because they are able to do so much more than what Dom Reese and I can do on our own. Uh, they love with such enormous hearts and uh, sincerely. We are very, very grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you. Um, so on behalf of all the kids at VBS and all the kids in those lovely homes that you're visiting and the moms and the volunteers and uh, Senor Lillian, the director of Corazon de los Niños and all the volunteers there, on behalf of Dom Reese and myself, thank you for your service to our Lord and to his children. And thanks for sharing your stories on the podcast. Thank you. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. 
If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.